0: Hello everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the authentic as fuck. Yeah, you're gonna need to like
1: make sure everyone knows. Hi, Elizabeth. Me?
0: Thank you for being so accommodating.
1: You are accommodating me. So we had a stomach bug like (laughs) ravaged the Brody Wade household in the last 48 hours. Um, it started with my son. And then all of you, all all of us. And I usually never, man, knock on wood. I am like, it's been a long time since I've been sick. And even when my kids get sick, I get like, I somehow like am able to stay well. And this time, I guess I thought, I mean, Wolf was the first one to get it. He's only 21 months old. He like projectile vomited when he woke up on Sunday morning and then he was fine and he was playing had all this energy. We went swimming, we did all the things. So I didn't really think much of it. And he threw up again that day, but I was like he's fine. Um and then on Monday Amaret, Michael and I all got just the whole it was just awful and we were down for like 12 hours and then our caregiver inevitably she got it so but we're all I mean it was like fast and furious like one of those it's over as soon as it starts you know so what was it it was just like a I'm sure it's like norovirus or something like just a stomach bug because it was just so Mm. like get everything out of your system you feel really weak and then um like we're better
0: i mean but usually when that happens it's like something you ate but it's this this wasn't obviously no it was like a flu, flu virus yeah or like
1: a stomach flu some sort of yeah because it was because obviously uh our caregiver she hadn't eaten anything that we had what like it, it because it was like progressive and it wasn't like we all got sick yeah yeah
0: also yeah that's what i mean yeah and I'm sure you guys don't eat the same thing, right? You oh yeah, you, I mean,
1: babies. for the most part, we do actually. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that okay. says, but we do. Um, and
0: peanut butter <laughs> sandwich.
1: <laughs> no, you know what? I am really like I'm really weird about like they eat whatever version of dinner that I've made or whatever I've like that's what they get adult food food. yeah Yeah. they get served that and it may look different and it may be a like deconstructed taco versus like a full-fledged taco that they can hold but yeah okay okay, but they eat what we eat for the most part um
0: at what age do do they start eating the same food as adults
1: so I, don't, I have no idea. So my philosophy, <laughs> I know. I mean, that's a great question. My philosophy for how I I did it is at six months, like you start giving them adult food. Like I never did um, baby oh, no. food um, at all. So, yeah.
0: like the baby formula thing, yeah.
1: or or <clears throat> like baby pouches, baby food pouches or purees. I did yeah. what they call baby led weaning, okay. and so they just. They eat regular food. I mean, you have to be cognizant of how you cut it and serve it. But um, like both of my kids, like their first foods were avocados, um, just slices of <laughs> avocados. So That's awesome. that
0: I wonder if kids have like different uh, taste when they grow up, like because I, like, you know, kids in uh, I noticed that kids in like Europe. Mm-hmm. Not kids, but like <laughs> young young like people in their twenties or whatever in Europe and Asia have a different uh, taste buds than people here, like people here really love sweets and like like they love like really, really powerful like flavors, mm-hmm. whereas in like in Europe, everything is very like bland, you know bland
1: <laughs> yeah you know and they
0: love that they
1: well i think that if i'm remembering correctly because i took a course on this um like an online course mm-hmm. they talked about you know like you don't have, uh on baby led weaning like on how to introduce foods okay, to to children and um one of the things they talk about is like spices and like, don't be afraid to introduce spices. And they give an example in like Indian cultures mm-hmm. and other cultures that use heavy spices. It's perfectly like, okay to do that. Like your baby doesn't require to have, um, you know, completely bland, unseasoned mm-hmm. food. I mean, obviously you want to be cognizant of like, and I am no expert here, so I don't want, you know, it to be taken as gospel but like salts and things like that like you have to be careful of in small children but for the most part like their point was you don't have to be afraid of like spices and and seasoning and yeah. things and so so
0: my mom used
1: like, to your point like i think palates are developed based yeah. on that yeah. yeah so what'd your mom do
0: oh yeah because you know kimchi I don't know mm-hmm. if you ever had kimchi before. It's like
1: fermented cabbage.
0: When uh, yeah, like when white people say they love kimchi, <laughs> like I don't believe them. They
1: <laughs> I, haven't had the real. <laughs> when,
0: when white people say they love Korean, yeah, when they say they had Korean, they love Korean barbecue. Hundred percent, I believe them. Yes, that shit is good, right? <laughs> but when white people say they love kimchi, I'm like, uh really? <laughs> because it took me years to get used to kimchi, like. Kimchi is an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. So kids hate kimchi in Korea. Like, so parents have to force them to eat kimchi. Like my parents, my parents used to like cut it up, dip it in water so it's not as spicy. <laughs> and like they had to go out of their way to make me eat kimchi throughout my life. And then I ended up loving kimchi when I got older. And that's how yeah. it usually is, right? Yeah. So um, when white people come to me and say, Oh, I love kimchi, I'm like, stop lying. <laughs> you don't love kimchi. <laughs>
1: There's no way I'm Korean. I know that shit chi- is nasty. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think I've ever tried it because I've had, like, I've been pretty certain I wouldn't like it. Um,
0: oh, you wouldn't like yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. No, it's probably it's, wouldn't. It's like, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't. I'm trying to remember. Did I like pickle the first time I had pickle?
1: No, I love pickles. Probably. I, so is it the same? Uh, is it like pickle? But do you think
0: pickle is uh, a quite... It's pickled, but it's like, uh, you know, with spicy, okay. like with... Seasoned. Spicy peppers and yeah, seasoned. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically like pickles, but with cabbage.
1: <laughs> I might like it, actually.
0: But it's like really those... It's really good for you. It's... um. It's like a, what do you call it? Antioxidants or something like it. Mm-hmm. It like clear detoxes your system. Yeah, I don't know. That's what I heard.
1: I know, right? It's I. I've heard, I've read that too, because I. I mean, a lot of a lot of people talk about it and the benefits of it. So
0: yeah, I mean, I. I don't want to sound like a elitist or elitist or anything, but like Koreans are the best. Like. <laughs> if you look at i don't and i i don't know why like if you look at korea cuz i always look at korea's right in between china and japan right like so you know when you grow up in korea that that's what we always compare ourselves to korea, china and Ch- japan because that's who, who's that's our neighbors right it's like us comparing ourselves to canada and mexico right and just like us thinks the us is better than canada and mexico <laughs> we think we're better than china and japan and you know, like Koreans have so much pride because for the last 3,000 years, Korea has been pretty much trying to survive (laughs) like stuck between these two countries, like these countries like trying to take over (laughs) Mm -hmm. and Korea is like stuck in between like, and Korea is like the, because Japan is like a superpower, right? Mm -hmm. And China at some point, they had the for the the last 3,000 years, maybe not in the last 100 years or so (laughs) They've been a dominant power in Asia. So, you know, Korea has always been the, you know, the underdog. Mm -hmm. And they always have that chip in their shoulder, right? Like, they always have to prove themselves. That's why when you meet a lot of Koreans, um, Koreans have this word called Han, H-A-N, Han. And it's a word that's kind of like, it means... It's like in it's it's like in the blood of Koreans, and it means like uh uh like relentless like like not giving up mm. like like that kind of stubbornness, but um it, it has a little bit of like that passion and love and and Korean people are like so prideful so like to their detriment, right like Korean people have too much pride too much ego and but but they also have all of that, right mm-hmm. so I think that's why Korea's been able to that tiny little country on the dot, right, with fifty million people, that was like during like the fifties after the Korean War was basically a third world country and ended up coming all the way around to basically like the top ten GDP in the world in a matter of fifty years. I think that's unbelievable. Like how what Korean people have done there. Like it's <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, and I think that speaks volumes <laughs> for the people, right? And I mean, I really mm-hmm. hadn't thought about like what, they and I think had.
0: it's because of that, <laughs>
1: because of that spirit, because of the han. Is that like because of that yeah. like, that's, like, yeah. deeply ingrained in them? Yeah, yeah. yeah no
0: doubt. It's like, uh, yeah, don't fight, don't argue with Koreans because <laughs> they'll fucking kill you. <laughs> No, koreans are just too emotional in my opinion yeah and i think that they're emotional because of they got a little bit of that like this is the sense i feel when i'm like as a whole with koreans they have a little bit of their resentment Mm. like spirit (laughs) which i think is dangerous do you think that
1: fuels that's like the motive is this like I'm I'm gonna get revenge or not revenge, but I have to prove yeah. something. Yeah,
0: like I have to prove myself. Yeah. Type of, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like that's why pride is such a you know a big thing in Korea. Mm-hmm. Like pride is not really looked down upon in Korea, <laughs> like how it is here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like here, I feel like I don't know. Yeah. What What do you think? Do you think pride is praised or is kind of looked down upon in cultures
1: i i think i don't know i think that we honor it in a lot of ways um Mm. but it's like man how do i want to say this and articulate it it's more of like an undercurrent versus like uh this like big like we don't ever say that um i mean there's a lot of pride in yeah. like the american spirit
0: i think we used to though
1: yeah no <laughs> i think so too i
0: feel like it's a recent phenomenon though yeah that i don't hear people like yeah.
1: well i don't know i'm thinking i guess i'm thinking back to well, like uh the twin towers situation where, where you
0: are should be more much more
1: because I'm in New
0: York, yeah. so people here are not really proud of America, right? <laughs> Maybe they're proud of New York, but I know. <laughs> they're definitely not proud of America.
1: It, it is definitely <laughs> in the South. You've got two, particularly in Nashville, right? Because you've got all of this, um, you've got a, a large influx of more uh, liberal views, coming into the city and then Mm. you compile that with a lot of um, conservative views.
0: Is that a a new thing though?
1: I'd say in the last 10 years, there's been a very big influx of, I don't know exactly the numbers. Yeah, so it's fairly new. It's fairly new, but you still have it. I mean, so yes, I hear, I guess I hear a lot of both sides.
0: Uh, People there probably don't like that. like all these outsiders moving in and
1: it's i think it's great personally
0: in texas they don't like it
1: i love it but yeah most i mean you'll see people groaning about it all the time um but i i love it because okay
0: so they don't like it a lot of
1: people don't but i think it's amazing because it's doing so much for the city and um it's bringing jobs to the Mm -hmm. city and at the same time there's a lot of down there's a lot of downside where housing has gotten and I think it's way this way across yeah, the country Yeah, that's why
0: people don't like it. Like the housing.
1: Yeah. Uh, the traffic And traffic things
0: like that, yeah.
1: Yeah, that that we probably I think it's safe to say we weren't fully prepared for the influx to to go at this rate. Um at the same time, I think it's I mean, look at if you look at Nashville like 10 years ago some people didn't even know where it was like, they were like, Oh, is that in the South? Like, where is that? What state is that in? And you say Nashville now. And it's like, Oh my gosh, I want to go there. Like just even from like my own experience Mm -hmm. in traveling and like people asking where I'm from, like, Oh my gosh, I want to go there so bad. Or, Oh my goodness. Like I have a trip planned there. I'm so excited. I can't wait to go. Or, and so, or I've been there and like, I want to move there kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. There's just a lot. of. I think there's just like a lot of diversity.
0: Yeah, it's popular up and coming, right? Nashville, like Austin, Denver. Yeah. I feel like these are like some of the fastest growing cities in America right now.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: But in Texas, they definitely. I don't know if Nashville is like this. But you know, there is a difference between Texas and Austin. Yes. So, is there a difference between Tennessee and Nashville?
1: Yes. Like,
0: okay. One hundred percent. So when I went to Austin, Austin was pretty much like New York. Yeah. Like, okay, I would say in New York it's probably about sixty percent liberal and forty percent conservative. Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't I don't I don't give a fuck what you see on the news. When I go out in the street and I talk to people, random 100 people, about 60% 60 of them are going to be pretty liberal, and about 40% of them are going to be pretty conservative. And that's something that people don't know about in New York. There's a lot of conservatives here in New York, Mm -hmm. because we're surrounded by New Jersey, Long Island, Connecticut. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's, and then when I went to Austin, it was pretty much the same thing, but flipped it was about 60% conservative and 40 percent liberal but I felt the same sense of like okay it's maybe it's slightly more conservative but it's not that different from New York but then we did a road trip outside of Austin and then like that's when we realized like people were telling us like you know like in you know, Austin is not Texas and it's like and one of the person that we were there with was from california and then uh yeah and one guy was just like (laughs) he loved new york but he he just really didn't like california and he's like yeah all these people because most of the people in austin are moving from california and he's like yeah like don't bring your fucking politics here you know (laughs) like but i i i I can i understand that like i'm like you fucking left your city because your state was fucked up, so you had to get out of there. And now you want to bring your garbage with you to this, and you want to fuck up this state? Like that doesn't make any sense,
1: right? I'll, you know, a lot of um, a lot of the folks moving here are also from California. Um,
0: Probably, yeah, I can imagine. There, it's a lot. What about of, New York?
1: I don't know as many from New York. Probably not a lot. A lot of what yeah. attracts some of the Californians um are some of the businesses that are here, but also like the music industry in general, like it's not, oh, it's true, not really yeah. just um, country music anymore, but like, you know, you have artists, producers, musicians coming here for all genres, really, because they're such talented individuals in this city and from the music industry. So, um, I think that's a lot of the that's a big attractor for like the West Coast. Um Mm -hmm. but I yeah, Nashville is not Tennessee. I mean, you get like 50 miles out or you're less than, and it's probably even less than that. What's the
0: population of Nashville?
1: Oh gosh, I don't know. I'd have to Google it. Let's Google let's see.
0: It probably changes, like...
1: <laughs> I know. It, and Michael, he's so good. He can, like... Um, he knows all these numbers. All oh, he's
0: very numbers. embedded in the community, though.
1: No? Yeah. Okay, so the population... Uh, this was in 2018, though.
0: That's the, close enough.
1: <laughs> all right, well, the 2020 Est- or census... Said... 1.9 million, very close to 2 million.
0: Oh, wow. Wait, Tennessee. Oh, no. Nashville. That's Tennessee.
1: No, that's Nashville.
0: Oh, in Nashville.
1: That's what it's saying, but that doesn't seem Holy right. shit, really? I don't know. That doesn't sound right.
0: Or maybe it's like Nashville and surrounding areas.
1: It says like. Nash- Nashville metropolitan area.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's probably like the suburbs of. Yeah, yeah it is. Because like that doesn't make that's makes sense. Because like I think San Francisco, it's like a million. I was so like, it's that... like double of San <laughs>
1: Like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay, but okay, this other Nashville population, uh, almost seven hundred thousand. So six hundred ninety-two thousand.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's still pretty big.
1: That is pretty big. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I don't think most people knew that. Yeah, I, I mean like you know what it is maybe? I think New York people in New York I think go to uh Florida. Like what well, that's what I noticed I, a lot of people from California are moving to uh Texas and a lot of people from New York are moving to Florida.
1: Does Texas have a state income tax?
0: No, that's the thing. And neither like,
1: neither, neither does Tennessee. Everyone that I know Florida.
0: Yeah, so exactly. Those- Yeah, those are the three states that don't have state tax. Yeah, that's why they're so attractive, right? Like Mm
1: -hmm.
0: everyone that I know that are making a lot of money (laughs) are all leaving New York or California. Yeah, because like it's you know like I don't know about California. I haven't been there in a long time. When I used to live there, things were fucking great. I loved it. (laughs) But right now in New York, it's just like what? What? What the fuck am I paying for? Like I'm paying like. Literally, because I, I'm I'm paying state tax, plus new, if you live in Manhattan, you have to pay city tax. So, I'm paying about 13% just in state and city tax. So, like, I'm, I'm thinking, like, what the fuck am I paying that for, right? Like, every day here, like, people are getting, like, mugged left and right. Like,
1: yeah. the city
0: is nasty. <laughs> the transportation sucks. Like, all the businesses are closed. I can't even, like, the best restaurants are closed and, like... Like, during that whole time, it's just, like, the city that I love, mm-hmm. like, Bill de, Vaz- Bill de Blasio and, like, Cuomo just completely fucked up this city that I love and made me hate it. <laughs> like, and I I feel so, I, like, I resent that. Like, I'm, like, you guys fucking turned this amazing city into, like a shit show for all for your like political agenda like
1: how long have you lived there
0: like 20 years
1: 20 years okay
0: (laughs) pretty much all of my adult life
1: yeah yeah then you've definitely seen like an evolution of things over the years Mm
0: -hmm. yeah so when i first moved here things were bad that's, like, around the time when, uh, that's when Giuliani was in office. And what happened was, you know, like, in the 70s and 80s, like, New York City was, like, a, there was, like, a crack epidemic. Right. <clears throat> you couldn't even, like, people didn't want to live here. <laughs> right? Right. And... Uh,
1: a lot of crime.
0: Even though, like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you, you, you wouldn't be... You wouldn't be shocked if you're walking around the street and you get mugged, Right? That wasn't yeah. like now people will be shocked in in Manhattan, especially, right?
1: Yeah. Well and it,
0: then Giuliani came in and he
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, he set up like all these like task forces uh to take down like all this all these like drug drug cartels and things like that, right? And he just I, I cause I remember vividly, like there was this one day when like uh the police, like hundreds of police, like took over Chinatown. And there's at that time there was five gangs in Chinatown. And they like literally like arrested all of them in all in one day. So like Giuliani literally cleaned up the streets. Like, literally cleaned up the streets. And that's when New York City started becoming safe place again for people to move in and like -hmm. Starbucks started coming in and things like that. And then when Bloomberg came in, he just took it to the next step. Right. And then like de Blasio came in and fucked everything up.
1: (laughs) How do you really feel?
0: (laughs) Have you ever heard of that? (laughs) Well, I mean, de Blasio is, I feel like is, is the most hated mayor of New York. Like, I don't know I've never met anyone who likes de Blasio so <laughs> that guy's just like a not a leader right
1: I don't but have you ever
0: heard of that like um go ahead
1: oh I was I, like you know, I don't know, I don't know oh, much don't know about him? yeah like I just don't know enough about I mean I, yeah, I do really know a lot about him either. I, knew, I mean, I knew Giuliani was responsible for the cleanup. Bloomberg helped elevate. But then I don't really know much past what happened after that.
0: Yeah, I guess once de Blasio came in, it was really... He just kind of maintained it for a while. And then, like, when COVID hit, it was just went to a shit show. Mm. I mean, I just think that that's when, that's when you when you can see the leaders apart from the fake leaders, right? When shit hits the fan, when emergency happens, that's when the leaders stand up, right? And and lead. And that's when the fake leaders, like, hide away, right? And it's like, I, I feel like this pandemic completely exposed all the... The pandemic, I think, exposed who the le- real leaders are and who the fake leaders are, <laughs> Do you
1: yeah. So, who do you think like is who are the
0: ones who? St- who do you the, think
1: a real leader is?
0: To be honest, I feel like right now the real leaders are the ones that are not in government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the it's it's the it's the thought leaders, right? Like people that are, you know, people like. People that are like Noam Chomsky or something like that where, you know, they're, they're, they're actually like, talk about ideas, they exchange opinions, and then that's how they form ideas and things like that. I think that should be the place where people go to get information. Not Because when you look at media, media is very one way, right? <laughs> like, you just listen to the news. Whereas in social media, is a little bit different. There, it, there, it's an actual conversation. And I think that's what's needed. Mm. But right now, what's happening is uh, the the corporate elites have hijacked the government, and and uh, is trying to fool us, the, the the people, to think that we're in this social media. Where we're having conversation in reality no we're not having conversations at all we're just being told what to say and we're just having their conversation <laughs> do you understand what I mean yeah so it's a democracy is uh it's it's like uh democracy is like I think a disguise it's not real freedom <laughs> for that reason because we at the end of the day, that's the flaw in capital. Everybody talks about, like, last week I tr- I, I, I bashed, <laughs> like, I, I praised capitalism. This week I'll bash <laughs> capitalism, right? <laughs> Everyone talks about, like, how amazing capitalism, like, everyone's bashing capitalism right now. I actually think capitalism is the answer to fix it. But the problem is... um. Because I think capitalism is the right system. It's it's the best of what we have. Except the problem is that in a capitalist society where it's free market, the government can also become free market, which is what happened. (laughs) Like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like, so whoever can afford, whoever can afford the government, who can pay off the government is going to win. And that's what ended up happening. So, and I, I... Like, the only way to stop that, I think, and I don't know, I'm not, I don't, I actually don't know shit about politics, so maybe I'm stupid in saying this, but why don't they just get rid of lobbying? Like, from my logical brain, it seems like if you just make lobbying illegal, problem solved, right? Because then there's no way for corporates to put money into the government, government, like, politicians' pockets, that if there's no... Way for them to do that then they, there wouldn't be corruption yeah <laughs> am i missing something I, here man, i i like, don't know like
1: <laughs> I, I it just makes me think about i mean this is a much lighter subject but it makes me think about um ozark have you watched ozark
0: i i watched the first season
1: um as the,
0: oh, so give me some context. Well,
1: as <laughs> they get further, they, they, I, I can't remember all the seasons bleed together for me because I started watching it once mm-hmm. it was over. But, um, you know, as they, the, you know, they start to become the the main couple, Jason Bateman. And I don't remember what his wife's name is, but, um, or what her, his wife's name in the show is Wendy, but I yeah, don't, I don't, I don't know what her,
0: I don't know her name
1: actual name is once they get to a certain point you know they become fairly powerful um and influencers in the ozarks and in missouri in general and you just kind of see i think anytime i see a show like this that depicts such corruption and the ability to like hey scratch my back i'll scratch yours kind of this just how manipulative and deceitful and um, how much insight that we don't have into what is actually happening Mm. Um, and like how powerful (laughs) then these people become. And I'm like, and, Uh. and so now, I mean, this is somewhat joking, but somewhat not. Like every time I see like people talking or meeting around a corner or like, these socialites i'm like "Mm, what are you actually doing like is this are you disposing of a body are you doing a drug deal are you have you parked that car just the right way i mean right so knowing my head like i mean i i drove around the back of a gas station the other day and there was like there were like three trucks parked, and all these people were like moving around between the trucks, and they kind of looked at me like, "Why are you driving back here?" And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, okay, this is a drug cartel situation. I'm out of here. I'm just gonna keep driving. <laughs> Kids are in the car. I'm out of here." Um, that but, that
0: sounds pretty serious.
1: But I, I mean, I good s- old Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Ozarks. Do you expect all that to happen in the Ozarks? That's true.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, that's true,
1: but i my point, like is you know goes back to what you were saying, like they're just this so much that we don't see or know, and that we're blind to, and that for me, anyway, I think I have just ignorance of, I'm like, could that really be happening? Is that actually happening? And I think one hundred percent it is happening mm-hmm.
0: um, so I'd be surprised if it's not happening yeah (laughs) because i I, I think it's human nature yeah
1: because have you ever been in a
0: situation like that like where you're like you you you're fully aware of like some shady shit is going down (laughs) but because i've been in plenty of situations like that where
1: tell me more people are making decisions
0: (laughs) no like not in governments but like in, in in companies right where management will make a decision to let's say cut 10 percent of their (laughs) staff or something like like you know people make decisions people make the best decision that's available right yeah and then consequences have been as a result of that and i've totally been in so many situations like that where people are making decisions for themselves whether it's like for their profits or whatever that is. But, and they're aware that by doing that, that that these people are getting hurting, but they don't see it as like, they justify it as that's just like cost of doing business or something, mm-hmm. something like that, right? Where I know that most people, when they looked at that, look at that situation, they wouldn't think like that. But to them, to these people, it's completely justified. They, they see nothing wrong with that. Like you've never been in that kind of situation before.
1: Not that I can think of like off the top of my head. Um, I'm sure I have, though. And either I didn't realize what was going on. like something on. A
0: little bit of light corruption, you know? Like, <laughs>
1: corruption light. <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm just going to call out that this is corruption light, what we're doing right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. No,
0: I. I mean, even when like I used to do that at the my the the old company I, I was a partner in, like we would hire interns to do this work that's like just you know just manual labor, right? But mm-hmm. some people might see that as like, oh, that's that's wrong. Like I I saw that as wrong, right? Because I'm like literally like you're you're fucking getting non-paid intern to do like slave labor. <laughs> like I see that as wrong. Yeah. But there are plenty of people who don't, like, most business owners actually don't see that as wrong. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah. But most people, most citizens <laughs> see that as wrong. But most business owners don't see that as wrong. Why do you think that happens? It's because it it, it it's the whole, the five people around you thing, right? When you're in the Ozark world. To them, everything is normal. There's nothing wrong with what they're doing. When you're in this business world, the decisions that they make and they, all they're doing is talking to other business owners. <laughs> so they're in this echo chamber of, okay, like, you know what I mean? Okay, Whereas yeah. in the, here's the real world where people are like, oh no, what you're doing is wrong. So I can totally see on a much more extreme scale where a government is <laughs> doing the same thing, right? Where there's, they know that this is screwing over some people, but they justify it. But they're in this echo chamber, so they believe what they're doing is right thing. But to the outside world, it's clear that what they're doing is not the right thing.
1: Yeah, I mean that makes me. Uh, I mean, we've talked about this like in an earlier episode, like Theranos. Like
0: <laughs> Theranos,
1: Theranos. Like she surrounded by all these people. I mean, she had her own issues or has her own issues, but. All these people are saying, like, yes, 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 you're doing the right thing. Right? That's true, yeah. Um.
0: That's the extreme version. That is a very extreme <laughs> yeah. version.
1: But there was also a lot of stuff hidden from,
0: mm-hmm. like... Well, you saw the documentary? Yeah. On HBO? Yeah, I've
1: seen, I've seen a so couple. I saw that, like, too. Were,
0: so, when you watch that, let me ask you this. When you watch that, what... When you watch that, are you looking at that like, oh, that's what they're doing is totally off the charts? Or is it like, oh, some of that actually happens in most companies. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, I guess never really. Because
0: that's how I felt. Yes. There were definitely some parts where Elizabeth Holmes completely like lied and there's some really big red flag lies right Mm -hmm. but other than that if you look at the rest of the thing it's not very different from like the whole you know it, it is not that different from like steve jobs like you know basically like telling people like coming up with impossible tasks and impossible goals and forcing people to meet those deadlines and and like Shooting them like shit, like, I mean, yeah, both of those things happen in both companies. The only difference was that Steve Jobs actually made it work and Elizabeth Holmes didn't make it work, right? But if you look at the tactics and everything, they did the exact same thing. So why is one wrong and one praised and the other one? <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. I just think that we're, it's, our society is so fucked up based if you're on the right side. But right like that in a way where you can be doing the exact same thing and be pr- be ridiculed yeah. if you're on the wrong side.
1: But I'm I being mean, very vague. Are today. Actually, like
0: yeah. I, I want to give some specific. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I mean, how many I love
0: giving, having... you know, I love giving examples, but.
1: I know, I know, but I don't. How many companies are doing things at that level? Like really?
0: I I really think that uh, you'd be surprised. Have you ever seen uh There's a movie on Netflix called "Don't Look Up."
1: Yeah, I haven't seen that.
0: But you heard of it? N- no. You know what it is?
1: No. Uh. Uh-uh.
0: It's a it's a movie with uh. I think Steve Carell is in it.
1: Oh, um, I think I do. I have heard of it. Maybe
0: Steve is not in it.
1: It's a. It's is it a depiction of something that actually happened or no? I've he- I have heard of this.
0: No, it's like a asteroid. It's supposed to be like an asteroid crash, like coming to Earth, like within how many days? Okay. And like some scientists, like, oh Leonardo DiCaprio is in it. Some scientists like found out about it. Okay. And then try to tell the White House, but because it was election year, <laughs> the White House told them not to to hide it. <laughs> and then like, but it, it's like it's a it's like a comedy, like mm-hmm. exaggerated comedy of. But the what what it's making fun of is like it's it's making fun of the fact that how how the government is ran like a bunch of kids, right? Like it's how ridiculous. T- our system is right. And I, I, that's exactly like, I didn't watch the whole movie, but just from the feeling that I got from watching the first half is like that. That's kind of the sense I got over the, after this whole like pandemic is they've really exposed themselves as idiots. (laughs) Like there was a time, like I always thought I was stupid. Like, I. You know because w- when you when you go you're like a new employee and you know young starting out you look at all these people above you the ceo blah, 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 blah. You're like oh those guys like know way more than me oh, that's how i always thought mm-hmm. like for a few years until like i started seeing like i when i because i would fix the computer at the ceo's office i would talk to him and, they, and when i like talked to this people, i started seeing like i'm like oh these these people aren't fucking smart <laughs> they're <so> actually <laughs> dumb right like When I started realizing, that's when I started, like, my imposter syndrome started going away. When I realized how dumb everybody else was, too. Like, I thought I was the dumb one (laughs) until I realized, actually, everybody's dumb, right? And then, over the past two years, just seeing how ridiculous the fucking media is and how ridiculous the fucking White House is and shit like that. Like, just looking at them act like teenagers have completely exp- i i had that almost same that same feeling that i had back in my 20s i'm like okay <laughs> like so the government ain't shit they're fucking dumb as hell just like any other <laughs> any other organizations or any other groups group of people like if anything they're dumber <laughs> you know what i mean and that's what the movie kind of made it obvious i'm like okay like
1: so do you think
0: it's It's the um,
1: Do you think it's just always been like that or do you think Yeah. It, and just now it's just more Yeah, it's just exposed. never exposed itself. I see. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, I you know what I think is happening is that at least back in uh you know like in the early 2000s you know People still, people still try to hide, hide this information, right? And back then, I, I think people was were professional, somewhat, you know, un, under the under the guise of like, like George W. Bush, even though everybody hated him. Like, people don't hate him as much as Donald Trump, right? <laughs> like, and they. When Donald Trump came into office, people started talking about how much they missed George, George W. Bush, right? That's how soft he was back then, right? Now everything's gone gone to so much extreme that, like the other day, um, like it's okay. Here, here is a perfect example. It's gone to so such an extreme that a reporter in Washington Post could come to just flat out lie and say they've contacted these sources when they haven't even contacted it. Like, and Washington Post will post that. That's how much of a fucking comedy it's become. Like, 10 years ago, that would have been unheard of, I think. Right. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So what happened was it exposed it, and once it started getting exposed, people were just trying to do everything in their power to not do it, But doing that actually made it worse. And now they just have to flat out lie. (laughs) And now because they're just flat out lying, everybody sees that obviously. And like now complete, like the government, the media has completely lost all respect, all trust that I honestly don't even think that they can recover from this. I I think the future of this country is... The internet. <laughs> it's not the government or the media.
1: I mean like when I mean when I think about like where I get a lot of my information from, right? It's not I can't remember the last time I watched the news or went to like, like the news. Like yeah. the like a traditional news source. I'm going like to the like seven more, o'clock news. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> There are some more reputable, I don't know, there are some unbiased sources that you can get where you're getting like actual facts. Yeah. They're not sugarcoating yeah. it. They're not, there's not really a bias to it. It's just like, here's the actual fact um, kind of sources. And I'm getting those from social media outlets or their pages or.
0: Um, well, those are not actually facts. Those are opinions. Those are opinions. So I think a lot of people like, um, because in journalism, there's two, right? There's the reporting and there's opinions. Mm -hmm. Right now, almost all news is just opinions. There's actually no real news. Like back in the old days, like that was the beauty of CNN, right? CNN would invest millions of dollars and send people on location, do the investigative journalism and find out the facts and report. That was like the beauty of CNN, right? Now, CNN stopped doing that. <laughs> they, 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 they learned that, like, okay, I don't have to spend millions of dollars and send people there. I just have to hire some college kids to write uh, some buzzfeed fucking article and I'll get more traffic about Donald Trump and I'll get more traffic that way. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> and that's what happened, right? That, That's how internet kind of fucked up news, right? Like, because... Yeah, so... But I think it's kind of like what you said before about how music is not only in Hollywood anymore. Like, I think one of the things I also see happening is like California, I think, is collapsing because the only thing that's still holding up California are two things, Hollywood, and Silicon Valley. Without those two, like California would already be gone. Do you know what I mean? And I can already see do- both of those kind of like l- dissolving because like you said now a lot of filmmakers are because you don't need to rely on hollywood anymore like there's filmmakers all over the country now all over the world um same thing with music now like and and and, and some of these media companies not like like now they're moving to austin you know tennessee and all these other places so i can o- I can even see Hollywood and Silicon, like tech companies, are now moving to Austin. I can see those like kind of dissipating a little bit. And once that happens, that's that's a great example of like uh, like California losing their power because of Hollywood and Silicon Valley, like kind of dissolving. That's how the government is government and the media is losing power right now because the internet, like people, are not listening to them anymore. And they're, they're listening to, like, independent media. And, like, that's the reason why fucking YouTube had to take away the, the dislike button. Like, do
1: they you remember to... that when, when YouTube? No. I thought do there you... is. Oh, a... you don't remember that? There is a dislike button.
0: I... There is, but it doesn't show you how many people disliked it. You can dislike something, oh. and it'll show you how many people liked it. But it's they stopped showing how many people disliked it. And for me... That was actually the most important feature on YouTube.
1: Wow. You know what I mean? Because. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Don't you think so? Like, for me, that was such an important feature because that's how you know if someone gets ratioed, right? (laughs) If somebody talks some bullshit and they get ratioed, that's how, when somebody has 50,000 dislikes and 100 likes, that's how you know that this is bullshit. Mm. But now, because they took that away, it's well it's so much easier for them to hide information now
1: so why why did they what was the did they give it a a explanation
0: i mean they i think the excuse was that it's more for like social like you know what i mean like the social impact like people getting the like people like psychological effects of likes and you know how like instagram got rid of likes at one point is so like that because people were like comparing themselves by likes and stuff like that. That was the excuse that they gave. But I the it came the timing was what was so fucking weird for me because um last fall, around last fall, I started to see like a shift. Um I started to see see like a shift in the narrative, right? Where it was like Fauci, 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 Fauci. <laughs> and then I started to see a shift where people were like turning against Fauci. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's right around the time when his documentary came out. Okay. Now that same week, like the like I think it was like the day that the documentary came out on Rotten Tomatoes. Like, it got like 7% <laughs> and like 93% dislike. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like wow. everybody yeah. bashed the film, right? And on YouTube, the trailer got the racial like fucking crazy, like ninety nine percent of people disliked it. If you read the comments, I mean the comments are still there, and that's right around the time when they did remove the dislike button. But that wasn't the only thing. There were so many videos on YouTube like that where things were getting racial, and boom, the dislike button is gone. Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is how YouTube controls, like. By pushing, pushing these like uh, news media that are kind of like big brands, like the corporate media, to the top, and killing those other <laughs> videos and like hiding information, like by, like I that's what I really don't like. YouTube, I think, is uh, if they don't turn that ship around, there, I think. Yeah, I mean, we're at a really really interesting space right now because. Web3 is right around the corner. And what YouTube is doing, what Facebook is doing, and what TikTok is doing, what they don't realize is they're, they're pushing everybody away from their platform to Web3. Because the beauty of the internet was... Okay, so quick history of the internet. Web 1.1, Web 1.0... Because I was there from day one. It was all just <laughs> HTML, right? Oh, yeah. It was just read only. Like Yahoo literally used to go in their HTML and update their shit. <laughs> and that's how you see the updates. Right? Oh, there was no...
1: man. That's awesome, though.
0: <laughs> and Web 2.0 was it's, it's both input and output, right? Mm. And that changed everything. Because once they started making doing that, they realized we need to separate the data from the form. So here's the website and here's the data. And data can just fit right into the into the website, but they're separated, right? And that was a technological difference, but that technological foundation what it did on top of that is create social media. Because you can do that. Now I can post user-generated content It can be embedded everywhere. The data is literally separated from the website. So I can post a YouTube video, of the data, and it can literally live on 1000 different websites, right? So that was a, that was part two. And that was web and that created social media, all these interactions and blah blah blah. But what ended up happening is on in that world, the only way you can build a business is by having both sides of the marketplace. You need to have the users. And unless you don't have the users, you're not gonna get the the vendor, the the advertisers or whatnot, right? So for example, like Groupon. You can't get the business without the users and you can't get the users without the business right so that ended up happening so what a lot of social media companies did was they incentivized the creators to keep creating like and the users like they just gave everything like treated them like kings kept getting investments giving all everything for free until they got to a place right like facebook twitter youtube where they can they, they were the dominant power now these creators and users are dependent on the platform, right? Now they flip the switch <laughs> and they start screwing over. Like, for their profits, they start screwing. Because, like, it has to be, right? Like, YouTube in the beginning were, were giving all these creators freedom, right? To create. And that's what that was a success. And then they built the advertising platform on top of that. But then at a certain point, like, these advertisers, like IBM, Pepsi, started coming to them, like, Yo, you're advertising, you're running my ad on this fucking, you know, this this video that talks about terrorism or like like something that's completely right. inappropriate. That's why right. that's why they YouTube introduced the the moderation. Mm-hmm. And then they kept upping it, upping it, upping it, upping it. Like so so that if you have those kind of content, you'll get demonetized. So that advertisers feel safe to advertise, right? So Fast forward to now, they kept doing that, doing that, doing that, doing that. And nobody knows really why things get demonetized. And YouTube is like, so now it's at a point where YouTube is the, the one and all, the, the all-powerful in control of all the information that goes out now, right? Or Facebook or whatever. These platforms are in control now of what the world sees. Mm-hmm. So once that happens what happens people are not happy like <laughs> creators are not happy because i'm my shit is getting demonetized users are not happy because they ca- i can't find the truth because you're fucking hiding information from me so what's that's going to incentivize all of us to go to this web 3 so remember everything was still web 2 to go to web 3 platform which is the decentralized platform right now the internet when the internet first came out we we're like oh yeah it's free right but yes, it's free within this equal sp- space of YouTube, right? But YouTube still has the ultimate control because YouTube hosts a site. The future YouTube, the decentralized YouTube, doesn't work like that. There is no one single server or controller. It it lives on on everyone's computer. So no, not one person can take anything down. It's, com- it's, it's, it's literally free for all. Um, and that's why that's going to push people what what these what the central bank youtube facebook the government what what they don't realize how stupid they are is they think that by more, being more strict more censorship and more things like that that they're gonna control us more but it's like an angry teenager right the more you try to control them the more they're gonna rebel
1: <laughs> yeah
0: and I, I think that's what's happening right now you know what I mean? Like, why is web three so fucking popular? Why? <laughs> like there's a reason why.
1: <laughs> well, I will be very honest, I don't even know what web three is or how to access it.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Most people don't, so
1: <laughs> that is not
0: But I mean I it's just... like a trend it's it's like a buzzword.
1: Okay. I had no idea. Web3
0: no is basically blockchain. So Bitcoin. You know, like Bitcoin was like the first mm-hmm. thing that came as a, in the blockchain, right? And what a blockchain is basically, you know, if you store your money with a bank, let's say Chase Bank, Chase keeps all the information, all the record of your transactions, right? So it knows what you've money spent money on, where you got money from and all the amounts and uh, your balance and all of that, right? Chase stores that information. So if... If it doesn't interaction with HSBC bank, let's say you pay somebody in HSBC, like those banks will transfer that information and updates the ledger. Right. And that's how you know. So that's centralized, meaning it's centralized in Chase or centralized. In the way blockchain wallet, work, like Bitcoin wallet works is let's say you own. Every person has a unique wallet address. So you have a unique address. I have a unique address. Right. And it's public. So I can see this unique address has how much how much Bitcoin in it. That wallet has how many Bitcoin in it. Now, whenever you spend something or you get money, everything gets recorded there and it gets synchronized across. So instead of a server, what it is, is your your phone, where you use Bitcoin is is a server. Your computer is a server. Everyone who uses Bitcoin is a server. And every time you pay somebody, that information gets ec- propagated to every, every one of these computers. So it, it's a duplicate of... So there's no way for somebody to cheat the system okay. or hide the okay. system because even if you try to cheat it here, there's 9 million other <laughs> records of it, of, of the truth. That's, and so, that's yes. how a blockchain works. Okay. Yeah. And now they're taking the same concept to like, you know, have you heard of NFTs? Like NFT is like basically like a Bitcoin, but with a piece of art. (laughs) So it's like, Mm -hmm. so you can make a piece of art, like a, let's say a a baseball card valuable. Cause you can, you can, it's digitized so that it knows that like, I'm the owner of this art and nobody else can own it. So something like that. And then now that's also going into smart contracts. So smart contracts is where, where the future is so in the future what's going to happen is let's say you want to invest you're not investing in like a fund who controls all your money and you don't know what the fuck they're doing with it you're investing into a fund which has a smart contract in it that says okay this fund is 100 million dollars and it's going to be used to buy these buildings and then you know the tenants are going to come in and they're going to pay this much money And then if I invest this much money, I'm going to get this much in return or something like that. The contract is already set up. Right. And once I execute the contract, the contract is just automated. So every time a new tenant comes in, the money comes in, money just automatically comes into my bank. Like everything's all transparent. So there, you know, it's just the, the execution is, is what's binding the contract. And, there's no corrupt there's no way for things to get corrupt this way so that's why i'm saying what the government is doing what all these big organizations are doing is it's just squeezing us more and more into this corner (laughs) where we're going to be like fuck you then we're going to go to blockchain (laughs) yeah i mean it's it's not a coincidence that bitcoin was invented in 2008 2009 right after the First, you know, real estate crash. Right. That wasn't an accident, you know.
1: Right. Well, I feel uh, way more educated. <laughs> <laughs> I had no like. I mean, I. But you have I,
0: you heard of the word?
1: Yeah, I had NFT? Not, I, Yes, I'd heard of NFT, and I've heard of Bitcoin, obviously, mm-hmm. blockchain. Um. But I had not or cannot remember hearing about, like, Web3 and what that was going to look like.
0: Yeah, it's more of a buzz term than anything else right now. So I wouldn't really concern yourself. (laughs) Okay. But you do look into it. I'm going to
1: look. I'm just curious.
0: Yeah. Because do you remember in 90, around 96, 97, 98, like late 90s, right? when the internet was around that time the only thing that people use the internet for was really like to download mp3s yeah that's <laughs> to, all to, i did like,
1: for to like
0: to torrent mp3s yeah. I, all i did was and, burn uh,
1: cd's and then sell them
0: yeah and burn <laughs> cd's yeah <laughs> exactly right and chat, that's what we use
1: chat on aim while i'm A-
0: AIM, doing AIM, aim yeah aim yeah yeah like that's those are the two things i use it for aim and and winamp or whatever like mp3 right yeah and around that time, but also, do you remember? Around that time was when eBay started, mm-hmm. Pets.com. Half. There was a company called Half.com oh, and Pets.com, uh, Bid.com. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So all of those companies uh, here. There was a company that does uh, called Cosmo.com that does like that delivered donuts in the morning and shit like that. <laughs> but all of those companies were way too early, mm. so they all failed. Most of them failed. Do you know what I mean? And that's kind of where we are right now with, with blockchain, where at that time, if I were to tell you that when you were using, uh, downloading MP3 and using AIM, if I were to say, hey, did you know that, do you know that in 20 years from now, like our entire economy, the entire world is going to depend on this thing. <laughs> like this is going to control, like not single person would have believed that. And that was just 20 years ago. Okay. That's kind of where we are now with the blockchain. Like everybody looks at blockchain as like the... Like how we looked at the internet in the 90s. Yeah. (laughs) This is a joke. This is just for playing music. That's all that is. So that's why I think you should look into it because 20 years from now, it's literally going to change our life and our jobs and our livelihoods are going to depend on it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's but be- like it's like good to get in internet. early. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I got in early.
1: Yeah, I, I'm <laughs> obviously not in on that. Um,
0: <laughs> but you should. I, I mean, know. you should at least like do some.
1: No, I. I remember. Know, basic um learning. One of my good friends when I was in college. He. I was I was still an undergrad, so this was a while ago. Um, probably right when Bitcoin was created. Like I remember, he was telling me that he set up a machine, or like not a machine, a, a computer. Like he bought a specific computer system to mine for Bitcoin. Is that like hmm. something you did? like? Yeah, he had. That's money.
0: how you mine it. That's how you get. It's the only way you can get a Bitcoin.
1: So he started doing that or like I mean, it ha- it was prior to 2010 because I had not graduated yet. And he was telling me about what he was built, he was like, I'm gonna start doing this thing where I'm oh like, Oh my gosh, he for- must be
0: he must be a billionaire now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't if started he started back then.
1: I don't think he is, but he he had a computer set up that and I remember him telling me about he was an engineer. Um I just remember being so because well, like, back then Fascinated by it, he was buying like this, like super computer thing that was he was running that would run all the time, and like he had built these systems that it would just run and mine Bitcoin. And I was, I had, I was like, what?
0: You don't talk to him anymore?
1: No, I haven't talked to him in years. I should check in with him and be like, how much Bitcoin yeah, have you been able? I bet to you he's a
0: billionaire. Because back then, when Bitcoin first came out, I think like Bitcoin was like. Ten thousand bitcoins for a dollar, <laughs> so Bitcoin was like less than like a tenth of a pen, ten like a tenth of a tenth of a penny, right? Like, but yeah. Bitcoin like went up to like sixty thousand dollars, right? So it's, but what what he's talking about mining is that's the beauty of Bitcoin is that the only way you can get Bitcoin is you have to the computer has to run this combination of number like it's like a trial and error
1: yes to
0: to generate this unique number right and then the next one but then every time it creates one the next one it gets it gets harder and harder because you know now there's more there's more they have to check right and that's the whole theory it's it's gonna get to a point where the amount of energy the the electricity the energy the power and the time it needs to mine a bitcoin It's gonna cost more (laughs) than the than whatever the Bitcoin is worth. Yeah, that it's not worth mine. That's that that's where the value of Bitcoin comes from, because it'll cost that much to mine a Bitcoin now. Whereas in back then it was a lot easier, and also there's a limit. Bitcoin once you, I think Bitcoin has like 1.2 million limit or something like that. So once it hits the limit, you can't mine anymore. So. Mm That's like another reason why Bitcoin's valuable.
1: Very cool. So, that guy, yeah,
0: I bet you <laughs> he's probably loaded. Gonna, <laughs> he was mining Bitcoins back then.
1: <laughs> I'm going to text him today and be like, hey, man, I was talking about you on this random podcast I do, and I'm super curious about what happened to that computer that was mining all that Bitcoin. Um, back then I had no like I thought it was a game like I didn't I didn't fully understand I was like I don't know why you're doing this he's like I don't know I think it's going to turn into something (laughs) um he was right so I'll have to I'm going to make a note to email (laughs) to text him but yeah Dude, yeah. So, we, did you see how many almost, uh, on ha-
0: podcast downloads we got?
1: No. Oh yeah, we're let's,
0: almost
1: time. Let's wrap on how we've been doing, man.
0: Yeah, the because that one viral went, that one video went viral.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm always like, so I don't, I don't know what it is about. I don't know what it is about that video that made it so popular, because I didn't think. When I talked about that thing and you you were there, (laughs) like I didn't think it was that. But then there are other things to what I I think was like really interesting, but those don't go viral. So I'm really curious to know if anybody has an answer for that. Like, what is it about that one video that made it so awesome? I just don't get it.
1: (laughs) I wonder if it's because... I could be totally off here, but I wonder if it's because people could see themselves in one of those two groups.
0: Yeah. That's the one thing that I, that, that was a immediate hypothesis I got just from reading the comments. Oh, really? Because did you, read... did you read the comments? No, okay. no, no. They're all like, uh, most of them are like, Oh, that's just like me and my husband or like, yeah. <laughs> or like, Oh yeah, I'm the creative type or I'm this type. Like, everybody is like relating themselves to who they are. Like, Oh, I think I'm a little bit of both, (laughs) you know, like
1: (laughs) that has, to. or I'm a creative. So I
0: need this.
1: (laughs) Because it's one of those things that universally everyone could put themselves in one of those Uh two. Like you're going to pick one and doesn't matter really what walk of life you come from. I don't think. And so it's like non-discriminatory, right? Like, anyone could see that and immediately
0: see themselves see themselves themselves in one of those two people
1: see yes and be able to put i think we just cracked the code (laughs) but i i don't know i think i think maybe because people are very interested in knowing about themselves right and knowing about the people they love and so as i'm and i am just grasping at like thin air and what came to mind for me but I think that is definitely what probably kept people watching. I think also there is yeah, something yeah, yeah. to the to the to the fact that you had a story in there. Like these under underlying things, right? You had this example, you had this little story, you had mm-hmm. um, But I
0: do that in all of them. But I think the one that was different in this one cuz okay. I can talk about the fact that okay you know, I can talk about the beavers and why capitalism is the, is better than non-profit to fix problem, but nobody can relate themselves. Like, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not something relatable to people. Yes, that's yes. an interesting fact, but that's all that is. Yes. Whereas in this one is an interesting fact, plus I can relate to it.
1: Yeah, I mean. Because uh... when you said
0: that, I was like, oh.
1: Yeah. And I mean think about some other I'm thinking about some other videos that I've watched. Like, do you know Elise Myers is? No. She she went viral on TikTok with a story that she told. She was like this very ordinary person and she told a story and now she has like five million view five million subscribers in like a six month period. Like she blew up over one video. What
0: does she talk about?
1: She's just, she was, so what she was talking about in that video was a first date that went really, really bad. And I think that's another one of those things that everybody has a story of a date that went really, really bad. And also like she was funny and stuff. So I think there's like at the core is how much can you see yourself in whatever you're watching. Um, yeah it's probably the 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 way she
0: told the story where she probably talked about specific situation that where people are like oh that's happened to me yes (laughs) or
1: yes in and
0: because then people people are are gonna comment and be like that exact same thing happened to me (laughs) or you know like oh that happened to me last week or
1: you know what i mean yeah so i think as much as you can like reflect back to people like something they can see in themselves Mm -hmm. show them. I
0: think that's the future.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean, like I think about the The things I just stop and watch, right. It's like when I can, Oh, let me see which, uh, Oh, which, which one of those Enneagram, does that Enneagram, whatever they're posting, does that actually relate to what I'm thinking? It's why horoscopes are popular. Uh, It's why, it's it's why Enneagram is popular. It's, because people just personality tests all that all that
0: inft shit yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes myers-briggs yes um it is yeah that's the
0: i think i think tiktok started out with those trend of the the dancing video like do you do you like those dancing videos no do you watch i don't like those because in the beginning those were cool because i was like oh I wanna see how, how these people do the same trend. Like, but then after you see four or five of them, you kind of get bored of it, right? Like and yeah. And I feel like that's where TikTok is now, where okay, the trend was cool while it lasted, but now people are starting to get bored of it. And they want more content like this, where something they can relate to or something like that.
1: Yeah, I don't really watch anything other like I don't. Okay, I, I have to admit, I do watch, I don't even know how this came up in my algorithm. And son, I think you would maybe find this fascinating. There is this woman who makes like custom tumblers. And she like has this whole like this, like an art, art artistic, like process a that she goes through. No, like a tumbler, like a drink tumbler, like, like one of these. Like you put coffee in and she uses like epoxy and like like, uh, alcohol inks. And she had like in February, I think she had like no one following her and went viral on TikTok. And now she like every night, like she'll have 8000 people watching her go live and decorate these cups I'm actually one of the eight thousand because I just like love watching her. There's nothing. There is nothing special about this human. I mean, there is. She's a special human, but like, there's nothing like that. She's really. She's just being herself. And.
0: But is it the? Are you trying to watch how she does it, or are you watching it because you think she's entertaining?
1: I watch it because I think she's entertaining, and I just like. And I. So it's not
0: her skills. But I also like (laughs) seeing what happens with
1: the cup too, because it's kind of a surprise at the end. Um, So I just, I don't know. I think the content on TikTok is, it's starting to be, when it was just like the dancing and stuff, I wasn't like really into it. But now that it's evolving and becoming much more. Yeah. It's becoming more mainstream. Yeah. I really like it.
0: That's why I tell like, everybody to just post shitload of tiktok all the things that you think is bad is not interesting because a lot of times what happens is uh it's one of those that will go viral because if you think yeah if you think a certain way about something and you talk about it chances are there are other people out there that thinks the same way and tiktok's algorithm is so good that it'll find a way to find those people for you
1: <laughs> it will yeah it will find the people that care Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let I mean, I'm excited, dude. Uh, that, how many? Oh, how many downloads did we get? You said you were going to tell us.
0: We got like three thousand downloads in this hey. last two days.
1: Oh, with just which the is new like episode
0: way normal, yeah. Which is like ten times as much as usual. Yeah, <laughs> so, I know. I'm like
1: usually it's like a few yeah. hundred. Wow. Um
0: but I think I'm gonna keep posting these uh every day I'm gonna keep posting these uh TikToks. Yeah. Because I don't know which ones will go viral, but I think (laughs) if I keep doing it and it gets some views, then it'll bring some bring us some audience.
1: Yeah. And I think as you're like going through, like testing kind of our hypothesis here, like the things that we talk about that we think people could relate to, like how do we see if that yeah is that I actually really like what created that
0: yeah i i i want to definitely test out that theory
1: yeah because it's a
0: legit theory we both came up with it
1: <laughs> yeah so it has to be true but i mm-hmm. and and because you had like creative people versus like ordinary people right or vice versa but it
0: maybe, maybe i should a, do a same thing with the uh, Republicans and Democrats.
1: Oh, God. No.
0: <laughs> so many people said that, actually, in the comments. They, they actually say, oh, it's like the left and the right or the co- conservatives, conservatives and liberals. No, oh, that's it. A... So I love comments because it, it reading comments makes me feel like I, it gives me a, a little bit of a pulse to the world. Insight? Like I'm, I'm checking the pulse yeah. of the world. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do most people feel the about pulse this? Of the people. You know? <laughs> kind of
1: yeah, the pulse of the people. Yes, <laughs> the pulse of the people.
0: You should read comments. Oh. Some of the comments are for you.
1: <laughs> they are.
0: So, well, I mean the oh, I don't a couple know videos with you. In, so, uh, that's all I good know, stuff.
1: But... Okay, <laughs> I don't want to know now i'm curious i'm gonna go look um
0: i think it was um, just all like oh like thank you for yeah it was about the stuff the thing that you said about um how like people don't come here for the story like yeah michael they don't they don't, yeah, they don't hire me for the content yeah that thing
1: yeah and they don't so um Cool, man. wow well, are I'm you gonna excited. have enough time to run? Uh, so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go take the kids to swim, and uh, then
0: oh, you just drop them off. You don't actually stay there.
1: No, no, no. I'll stay there, but their lesson is only yeah. their lesson is only ten minutes. So we drive there, they do their lesson, and then we're done.
0: Yeah. Damn, I love that.
1: Uh, They're going to go do their swim lessons and then we'll come right back home and then they'll do lunch, nap, and then mom will go work out. So it's all good.
0: All right. Thanks. Sounds like a plan.
1: Yeah. Let's talk next week. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Have a good time and good run and good workout.
1: Yeah. See you next week week and
0: and see you, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.
1: Bye.